0: Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Tyler Fowler, and this is A Year Ago Today. <laughs> I am still practicing doing these intros, and so sometimes it's funny to me when I feel like I sound <clears throat> kind of like a newscaster or something. I'm like, oh, that came out nice. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad we're here together. <laughs> This conversation this week, oh my word, I just re listened to it a few minutes ago or an hour ago, whatever, time, it's irrelevant. I just re listened to this conversation and I received so, so, so much from it. One of the things that I received most powerfully is the. Mm, The incredible nourishment of hearing my own words of affirmation about myself and my abilities. Marlo is such an incredible presence, and she is not only an incredible actor and writer and artist and storyteller, she also knows how to hold safe space in a way that enables the people that she's around to really open up and be vulnerable. And that's, I think, why she and I originally connected and why, despite the fact that we haven't spent a ton of time together anytime we are together, I'm just amazed at how intimate it is and how close we feel. And Marlo really did that for me in this conversation. She really held space for me to affirm my own experience And I needed to hear that today when I listened to this, because I'm moving through a situation in my personal life right now, which I will, which I will talk more about tomorrow on AYATAF, which is kind of like a little postmortem that we do on the episode, me and our sound editor, my sound editor, Alex Francis, sound engineer every week after the interview comes out, he and I release on Saturday, a follow-up conversation around what was activated for us and listening to the episode. So he and I just recorded that and it was super interesting. And I, I actually get pretty intimate in vulnerable talking about the experience I'm moving through currently. So if you feel like you have, the ability to hold space for that kind of vulnerability, I invite you to listen. And if for any reason, my presence is feeling particularly charged for you right now, I would say I definitely, definitely invite you to listen to this episode with Marlo. However, you might want to be really discerning around whether or not you're available right now to hold space for my vulnerability on that A Y A T A F episode. Um, And, you know, it's a pleasure to say those words out loud because I think that we need to practice being clear around the fact that how other people choose to respond to our expression, while it may affect us, is not necessarily our responsibility. So that's something that Marlo and I really get into here in this conversation, along with so much more. Uh, (laughs) I would love to hear what you receive from this. If you feel called to share, you can reach out to us on social media at a year ago podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can also email me at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. And if this conversation moves you even like 1% as much as it moved me, I would really, really appreciate if you would share it with somebody else who you think would be served by hearing it, including on your social media. If you feel that strongly, and rate and review us on iTunes because it really helps. (sighs) Okay. I think that that's all for now. I know you will all enjoy this beautiful conversation with Marlo Holden, and we didn't include social media handles for her at the end of the episode. However, they will all be in the show notes along with information about what she's doing right now in the world. She's like, producing this really cool film noir thing with another incredible woman, um, and more partners and, you know, okay, I don't need to get into all that because you can read the show notes and you can see, and then you can go follow Marlo everywhere and support her work because this woman is hands down one of the most brilliant women I've ever met. And I'm so, so deeply grateful to have the privilege of sharing this episode with you today. (sighs) Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Marlo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hiya. I was like, she just
0: muted herself. She's going to say hi. I know. I was like, I'm playing.
1: I'm playing here. (laughs)
0: Um, I'm so thrilled to talk to you today. I have been trying to get you on this podcast since this podcast was created, I feel like.
1: I think you did because I looked up the email and I was like, oh, wow, we've been trying this for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, and I'm so grateful that it's happening now because it feels so beautifully aligned.
1: It is perfect timing. Absolutely.
0: Mm. So Marlo is here to share with us a little bit about what was going on in her life three years ago today. And if you had to put that into one sentence... What would you tell people is the anniversary we're here to talk about?
1: We are here to talk about the anniversary of my meeting my person.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to invite you to, before we really dig into the conversation, Put your hands on your heart or maybe one hand on your heart and one on your sacral chakra womb space if that feels good and just take a couple of deep breaths and really transport yourself back to three years ago and let that energy of meeting your person kind of start to bubble up inside of your body and when you're feeling really present and saturated in whatever emotions are present for you if you could share with us in just one word how you're feeling
1: surprised
0: Mm, (laughs) (laughs) Uh. surprised tell
1: me more about that Hmm, so it's funny that you bring up uh, three years ago, uh, because I was fully prepared today uh, to talk about a year ago, and mm, we're not that fully too. prepared, not fully prepared, <laughs> because I was looking back and I was like, what happened? What did, how did we even celebrate last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I actually texted uh karsten is my partner and um i texted him and i said uh what did we do last year um i've blanked i'm, I'm like looking at my old planner um three years ago so today the actual day is our third anniversary happy and- anniversary Thank you. I love that we're recording this
0: on the real day, because I usually I get as close as I can with these things, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it doesn't always work out.
1: And that's what you and I were talking about was so serendipitous, because you were like, are you available on Monday? And mm. I went, no. And then all of a sudden, it day clears up. Right up. Yes. Yep, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember... Uh, being um, at the theater I was performing at at the time I was in a show and that night uh, was the late night show and I was reveling in uh, being single because Uh it is not something that I ever sat in for very long Uh Uh Um, or allowed myself to do that, and um, I had two girlfriends with me, and we went to this late night show, and I was really excited, and uh, my seat was falling off the back row, (laughs) 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 and I had to go, I had to get up and go ask a friend, a director who was the house manager that night, to Ask everyone on the back row to move their folding chairs down because I couldn't sit down <laughs> oh or my make gosh. it work. That's yeah, really funny. yeah. So I'm standing up there, and and he said, "Are you really going to make me ask all of these people to move for you?" You know, just being sassy and. I said, "Yep, I think so." And he's like, "Oh, stand up here next to me while I while I uh, tell them they have to move." And I (laughs) went, "No, that's okay." And I went out into the hallway, and there is this um, this beautiful tall man in eyeliner and like goth looking moto gear, (laughs) (laughs) waiting to go on stage, and it was Karsten and. Um, I had met him before at an audition uh, very briefly, Um, but this was the first time I think we had actually had an exchange in person, he immediately started teasing me. He was like, oh, is this all your fault? You know, because they're waiting to start the show. <laughs> and there's, like, you know, 20 people getting up with their folding chairs, like, awkwardly scooting down. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, let me walk you out there. Let me show you off. And I went, no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. It's funny how um, these men yeah. want
0: to really put you on the spot like that.
1: I know. I know. He's like,
0: get up here on stage with me. You're like. <laughs> I
1: know. I really – I, I think that's also an example of like you get back the energy you put out there because I like mm. love razzing people. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, great. Yes, great. you're very
0: sassy.
1: Yeah. In a good but, um, way. Yeah. So I guess in that moment, getting sassed back, um mm. <laughs> was a great intro. So, um and I think he had connected with me on Facebook uh a month or two before and I was like, Who is this? And I was like, Oh, we're in the same theater company, it's you know but I had teased him about that, and um, and it was interesting because going into it, my intention was not was not to find someone, not to pursue a relationship. I was very much over that, very much feeling like that had not worked out for me and was not something I should do. And it was maybe the first time that I had really stopped looking. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm ended up meeting him at the bar after the show and we had this wonderful conversation where I thought, oh wow, this is a fascinating person. But I was still in the mindset of like, you know, this will be a, (laughs) this will be a great, um, you know, like one time situation. I am not going to have a relationship with this person and then Mm. um the more i talked to him that became impossible so Mm. yeah that's so
0: incredible that like that huge shift from i'm not gonna have a relationship with this person even though i find them interesting and i like them to oh wait a minute. I'm going to have a relationship <laughs> with this person whether oh, yeah. I want to or
1: <laughs> or not, you know. And it's funny because he called it first. I think I was very dedicated to, nope, nope, like maybe we'll like have um, a couple of casual dates or, you know, this will be fun. Um, I'm staying single and mm-hmm. he was the first person to say, no, uh... I want to get to know you. I want to be around you. Uh that's not what this is going to be. And I remember feeling genuinely disappointed <laughs> by that that he
0: wanted more <laughs> than something casual.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh I felt disapp- I felt like I had failed. Uh mm-hmm. like um like we were getting into something completely ill advised and uh, it was sort of just like, why did you have to bring depth and feelings into it? <laughs> you know, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is obnoxious. Um, but and uh, and I think I also found out on the third, some somewhere around like our third date, because I had also gotten out of my last relationship was with a younger man, and. And also an actor, and that had been, just ended very poorly, and I had sworn to myself not only what I just talked about, which was, like, I'm not going to get into a relationship, but I was also saying, I will not be dating someone younger than me, Um, that's never happening again, that's a bad idea, I'm not going to date another performer, this is also a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes, uh we don't get to choose what mm. comes our way, and that was big for me because i he looks um he looked older to me than he was, and I remember on the third date, it just sort of like came up, and I went, oh no, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly, <laughs> but it's it's that thing where you're in too deep you're it's already mm. too um. I was too hooked to to say to just walk away from it. So By that date was also serendipitous.
0: Totally hooked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What
0: was it? Do you think that hooked you if you had to name it?
1: It was an overwhelming sense of Comfort and a sense of feeling at home with someone. Ugh. Yeah. It was I hear that. I hear that. And I want like I want you to <laughs> talk about this too. But um it was a sense of I mean it was exciting. It's always you have that a journal in rush um, when you meet someone that is exciting to you, but it was different. I felt comfortable and at ease inherently and um, and that was di- that was completely different.
0: You know, mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't trying to make myself into something else that he would find interesting um I wasn't having to act or pretend and I hope he felt that way too but I just felt this very you know when it kind of like it it drops down into you this feeling of no there's something more to this that is right Mm -hmm. um And it's beyond what I've intellectually explored. It's beyond my idea of, you know, what age person I should be dating or what career we, you know, he should have or I should have. Um, Mm -hmm. It just transcends that. And it's not necessarily within my control (laughs) as much as I would like for it to be. well thankfully or
0: you wouldn't be with the guy
1: yeah exactly <laughs> right exactly. like if we
0: were really in control uh okay i'm going to talk about me for a minute
1: please so, i know i was like please weigh in i want to hear how this like, is you know
0: the the um what's the word i guess the synchronicity between between your experience and my own so marlo and karsten They just celebrated their, or today, are celebrating their three-year anniversary, and Matt and I just celebrated our five-year anniversary.
1: Congratulations. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Feels like a huge accomplishment. (laughs) It
1: is. It is. Five years.
0: Yeah, relationships take a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: And they give a lot, too. Listening to you talk, though, the the thing that's so interesting to me is, like, having decided before you've even gotten into the thing that the thing is not going to be a thing. You know, it's like, I'm like, do people on the podcast know this already? Matt was my roommate for a year before we started dating, and when he moved in, I really, I had interviewed a lot of people, and I, I felt very comfortable with him, and I also felt very clear, like, there is no thing between us you know yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> and, funny
1: isn't it <laughs> yeah it's
0: really incredible and it took you know I was dating someone else at the time and I think also really had my guard up in a lot of ways and it took probably about nine months there's so much noise outside my apartment right now you hear it it's like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> ah, it's okay New York City It's a New York part of this podcast.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. Um,
0: But that same feeling of, like, there being this deep resonance that's undeniable. And there's this real sense of safety to it, Mm. you know? And it's interesting because I feel like on date three and you're talking about finding out his age and being like, oh. And Matt's younger than me, too, but more than that more than his age it was the fact that he was my roommate when I started to like realize that there was really something between us absolutely the exact word that you used this is (laughs) ill-advised yes
1: Uh, and how did that uh, when you were navigating that because Mm -hmm. I love this story (laughs) was there was there a tipping point for you where you went you know what that is I'll be able to work around that or Mm. that's just something we're going to get past
0: I really resisted this relationship to be honest it's like how real am I going to get this is a whole new chapter of the podcast hosting it um by myself and I've committed to being really real and really authentic and sometimes I start to talk about things and I'm like am I really going to say that but (laughs) I am I am going to say it Mm -hmm. so we like I said we lived together and around nine months into living together the person that I was dating at the time and I started you know almost breaking up every five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever had one of those.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Rite of passage. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And through that process, you know, it was like that relationship was not healthy by any measure. And Matt really witnessed me in that and took care of me a lot through that. And, This was, like, towards the end of the calendar year, and I remember it came time to, like, go home for Christmas, and I was running late to the airport, and I thought I might miss my flight, and I had to come home after work to get my suitcase, so I came home, I got my suitcase, and Matt was there, and we had this hug, and I just remember getting in a cab after this hug. And I think I pulled my phone out to text Sally and I was like, I am in so much trouble <laughs> because I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go home for Christmas. And then he texted me saying, if you miss your flight, that's okay. You can just spend Christmas here with me and my family. Mm. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. This is bad. It's my roommate. <laughs> you know. So I went home for Christmas and then I came back uh, and I started sleeping with my ex again.
1: hmm
0: And... What really... Happened is I came to this point where I... I had to really make a choice around what I wanted.
1: Um, because Matt was
0: home one afternoon and or evening. And he and I had gotten very close emotionally. And nothing had happened between us. However... When you hear those sirens? It's like danger, danger. It's it's your other
1: <laughs> cast uh, cast member for the day. Mm-hmm. What you're saying?
0: <laughs> I'll just let that pass. Anyway, there was one evening where I had invited this man, my ex boyfriend, over, and I knew that Matt was. I thought he had plans that night or something, but then he was home and it was getting to a time where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to say something to him. And so I turned and I was like, I have to tell you that so-and-so is about to show up at this apartment. (laughs) And I think Matt just like stood up and went in the other room and put on his shoes and left Mm. and probably didn't come home that night. Yeah. And... the man came over and I don't even remember. I'm like, I don't remember. I think we slept together. And then, then it was only like three or four days after that, that Matt and I were watching a movie on the couch, <laughs> the mighty ducks. And we had been, you know, drinking cause there was a lot of drinking in my life at that point. And not that that is why I did it. But I reached out and held Matt's hand, I think, or like touched his leg or something underneath the pillow. And Mm -hmm. I think it was just to be like, is there even the possibility of this different thing in my life, you know? And Matt and I, you know, I'm like, I almost wanted to use the word accidentally, but that is not true. We slept together that night. And we've been together ever since. Yeah. And it was, it was this really interesting, I feel like the word is almost like a homecoming feeling. Like, am I going to come home to this relationship that feels really good and really safe with this person that I know cares about me? Or am I going to continue to really engage in these like self-destructive behaviors with this other man or other men who really can barely take care of themselves and definitely are not suited to be in a relationship at this particular moment. Yeah. And that probably could have said it, like, been said about me at that time, too, emotionally. You know, I feel like I've invested a lot since then in learning how to take care of myself emotionally. And Matt and I have done a lot of that work together, learning how to care for ourselves and care for one another emotionally, but that's not something that a lot of people are taught growing up. I feel like
1: no, if anything, the opposite I think mm-hmm. you know we we learn to um to kind of shove it down mm-hmm. and it's not something I feel like particularly in American culture it's not something that I think we really pursue and I think it's really glorious when you find someone who is learning how to do that for themselves because there is that balance of, of a friend of mine said this the other day and I thought it was so beautiful um, they said I'm learning how to be I'm learning how to parent myself I'm learning how to be my mother and my father mm-hmm. and I feel like when I do that I am able to to be more present for the other people in my life and I can be there for them in that way too but I really can't do it until I've done it for myself and that rings so true to me and the experiences that I've had um yeah
0: I really agree and it's almost like I would add I've thought a lot about this idea of reparenting and I would add like spiritual reparenting too, Mm -hmm. because some of it goes to like the deepest roots of what we believe to be true about ourselves, right, and about the universe and the way the world works.
1: You know, what's interesting about listening to your story with Matt, particularly that part about coming back after the holiday and falling back into that relationship with your ex that connects in my mind with what you're saying about. You know, we it's it's about this narrative that we're feeding ourselves, and so much of my narrative when I met Karsten, um, I was also deeply resisting that mm-hmm. it's like this person was holding me and felt like home to me, but my instinct was to run from that Mm -hmm. you know or reframe it as this is you know this is just um this is just a, a casual fling this is not a real relationship and it shouldn't be and creating that narrative in my head was easier for me than confronting oh no I I should be in this um in this place that is healthy for me and I think that's fascinating that instead of when you have something that is so lovely like that instead of going oh yeah I you know let me be present in this let me you know let me
0: try to sabotage it by sleeping with my ex in the same apartment that this man lives in
1: (laughs) right let me let me go let me go hurt myself a little bit more yeah, just and I to make think sure that speaks so loudly, yeah, about what we feel we deserve um, and how sometimes that's what I was thinking about today in preparation for this conversation was I was like, what you know, what was last year? what was that like? And it's been very difficult, um, very difficult. And in some ways, I wonder if at the start of it, Like some deep inner part of me knew Mm. that it was not going to be easy and it was going to require growth that would be completely uncomfortable. And it still does. And I couldn't be more grateful for that opportunity. But I think, yeah, if I had seen all that we would go through from day one, and I think maybe part of me did – You know, it's in that moment when he's holding me, I'm, I'm feeling at home, but I'm also feeling like, oh no, this is going to be a lot, Mm -hmm. um, just a lot. That's all I can think of. And in some ways it feels easier for me to run away than it does for me to stay in this and fight for it. And be uncomfortable and learn things about me that are not comfortable. And to see this person and to recognize that there is no perfect relationship. And I don't like saying that because I feel like it's it's used by, in a lot of situations, to frame relationships that really aren't healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where people try to repeat that as a means of, you know, justifying a situation that could actually be abusive or problematic. right but i think even when you're in the right thing or especially when you're in the right thing it is at least in my experience incredibly difficult because there's so much growth happening hopefully i don't know if that's if that resonates with your experience <laughs> yeah, that's or not but definitely
0: been my experience it's interesting because i always try to be really real when people ask me about my relationship and i think that a lot of people who look at my relationship with matt from the outside you know, they're like, you guys are great together. It's a great relationship. And yes, those things are true. And I often would be like, yes, and we work so hard. We work so hard at it. And there's a lot of fun and there's a lot of play too. However, especially since I've begun investing really, really heavily in personal growth and spiritual development, it's like every time I unearth something big and new about myself or like have a big transformation, It's like inside a partnership, then your partner is constantly needing to, like, reacclimate, you know, and it goes both ways. I think there's this thing that a lot of us buy into, you know, talking about American culture. It's like you find the person that you're supposed to be with, and you're going to be together forever, and then usually that's where the movie ends. When in reality, (laughs) it's like, no, now we're going to go through... You know, I say like this last year and a half, I feel like Matt and I have been at a point at least five or six times where we have truly considered not being together anymore. And every time we come through that and decide, you know, we still are choosing this. This is still where we want to be. You are still the person who I choose to do this work with. We're stronger. And it kind of never ends. You know, like I'm like just last week we had a little... I called it a growth spurt. I had called my mom the next day. I was like, yeah, Matt and I had a little growth spurt last night, (laughs) which is, I love
1: that phrase for that. It's
0: code for, like, we almost broke up. No.
1: (laughs) it was a rough conversation. Yeah. And I think it's just, like,
0: learning how to meet each other in those spaces where it's, like, okay, I'm trying to deal with my shit, and you're trying to deal with your shit, and we also have to deal with, like, the places where our shit overlaps (laughs) and creates – some tension between us and if anything that tension between us is a gift that's the whole reason we're together so that we can do our individual work and be triggered by one another into that individual growth process and then support each other through it
1: Hmm, I love that because I was thinking of triggers as well Um, I feel really lucky to go to a therapist who helps me a lot and Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a word that she used a lot She, uh, when I was talking about the development of my relationship. She said, you know, sometimes you just you're with this person who uh, compliments you, but also their triggers perfectly complement yours as well. And you don't Mm-mm. even know that when you're having a seemingly benign conversation that you are slamming each other's, you know, uh, nerves like that little exposed nerves that are unique to each individual person and hopefully it's healthy enough that you can you can step back and go whoa that you know that really triggered me or I just triggered that person Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it is really difficult when you're in it and when you are perfectly aligned to do that with each other and um and when you're so invested because it's not like it's not like triggering an acquaintance and then going, oh, I'll just walk away from this. I'll cool down. You know, it's it's your person. So they're still there and they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we've been working on. I've really been trying to be able to do that. Um, but I think that it's funny when you approached me about having this conversation I also had a lot of resistance to having this conversation Mm. because it's um, not something that I wanted to talk about. I think because I feel like it's one of the areas in my life that I have not not figured it out. I don't Mm -hmm. think I ever will. And I've learned a lot, but I still feel often very lost, like what you were talking about, you know, the growth spurts happen yeah like, what's which I love here? that yeah exactly yeah like when you're a little kid and you know you mm-hmm. have growing pains
0: yeah you to like wake up in the middle of the night crying yeah. for no reason like my legs hurt I don't know they exactly. just hurt exactly. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening here which is so yeah. often how a fight feels it's like yes all of a sudden you're in the middle of something and you're both like I don't know how we got here
1: <laughs> and right. neither of us
0: want to be here either
1: no, you I mean if you could choose, of course you wouldn't you know cause each other pain or enter into that kind of conflict all the time. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to. But mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to talk about my relationship because I think I feel like I don't have it figured out and yeah. <laughs> and I went, "Oh, you know, um I think I have this sort of narrative of I should be I should be independent and I shouldn't talk about my relationship. Mm. Um, I should focus on other things. I should focus on my career. I should focus on these other things. When really, um, I think at one point I had a conversation with my therapist and I went, <laughs> I don't want to come in here and keep talking about my relationship all the time. I just feel like I don't want to be that person. But also, something in my core feels like if I can work through these lessons with this person, that I will have cracked a big part of my life. That this is one of the richest, um, uh, biggest areas of growth in my life constantly. And that as I move through this, it's not just about the relationship with this person. It's about all of the relationships that I have in my life and as I move through this with Karsten he is gifting me these lessons about how I interact with all of the people that I love and that is huge to be able to kind of figure that out um but it's bigger it's bigger than just a romantic uh a long-term romantic relationship. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh he is one of my biggest teachers in my life right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but yeah, I just, <laughs> when you're like, let's talk about, <laughs> I went, no, I, no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: well, and it's so interesting because I feel like you and I, usually when we connect, it's, like, it's a, sh- a small moment in time, but it's usually full of a lot of, like, intensity and love for one another, you know, and then we don't yeah. have another personal connection for a while. And you and I have kind of connected a little bit consistently around around this topic of relationship because I know you through Matt, of course. Right. Um, and I remember when you and Kirsten started dating – And I remember being excited and it is really interesting because I also follow you, you know, in your more public persona and it isn't a part of your life that, that you really are that vocal about, you know, and I really appreciate that we can talk about it first of all and also like. makes me so happy to hear you talk about how rich it is like what a rich ground for exploration and how much it's like serving you to be in this relationship and also serving all of your other relationships which is what I think a a really good relationship really does, right? It empowers you to be better not only in relationship with that person but in every relationship whether it's personal or professional
1: Absolutely and um, patient patient Carsten is also my number one acting coach right now <laughs> 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 unfortunately enough for him and so so uh, I I remember I think it was about a week ago I had some audition and he was exhausted and he was like okay I'll coach you through it and I remember him watching me and the funny thing about him is I think I crave approval from him in mm-hmm. artistry because I respect him so much as an artist and And he will look at me and immediately be like, "Okay, here's what's wrong with that and start (laughs) not not in a mean way at all, but actually in a very like very brilliant way because he's very good at coaching people. Highly recommend if anyone's looking for an acting coach. He is fantastic. Um, Put all his
0: info in the show notes.
1: Yeah, please. (laughs) Um, But it's really hard for me because that's also another area that it applies to. It's not just my friendships. It's not just my family. It's also my career and my artistry where I feel like he is also contributing. And the other thing that came to mind when you were saying that is, you're right, you and I have had this history of these beautifully short, intense moments of honesty and vulnerability and I think it's it's funny to think about talking about relationships um, because I think my mind instantly for me for me talking about it goes to like oh this is selfish or private but when you were saying that I went there's so much that I have learned from you uh, from listening, from following your story with Matt, from watching you grow, because you've had so much growth over the years since I met you, and seeing how you work together in that way, and that's such a lesson because I feel like it's something that we are taught to not really talk about or be vulnerable from excuse me vulnerable (laughs) about with other people Mm -hmm. but by doing so with each other it's so helpful right it's and it's such a beautiful way to watch somebody grow is when they are growing with another person Um, and that's how I feel listening to you and Matt's story And just seeing all of the phases that you've been through and explored.
0: That's so nice. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, thank you, because it's a gift. It's a gift to get to hear, I think, a little bit about what's going on beneath the surface with someone. What they're going through. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because... We are kind of taught not to
1: talk about it,
0: you know? It's like that kind of, like, don't air your dirty laundry. Yeah. Feeling. However, if no one's talking about what's really happening in their relationships, it means that none of us are receiving the support that we need in our community around how to be in relationship. Yes. And there's this also really challenging aspect of, like, how can I share... The truth around my experience which I mean while we're trading compliments I'll just say that that is one thing I always have admired so much about you is that you always share the truth of your experience so beautifully but it's always like how do I share the truth of my experience while also respecting this person's privacy and, and this person's sovereignty you know and it's like if you can't talk about if you can't talk about your relationship with your partner without throwing them under the bus, <laughs> then that's an indication, I think, that maybe you need some more support around how to be in relationships. And that said, it's this, like, constant trial and error of, like, how much can I share? How vulnerable is too vulnerable? You know, what is really of service and what what is better left sacred. Yes. Between the two of us.
1: Yes. And seeing, it's like what you said earlier about we see, you know, in, um, we have romantic comedies. Like, I know I was raised with that. And I think I was raised with a very skewed idea of what a functioning relationship looks like because we don't or i think they're rare at least in mm-hmm. my experience um, rare examples of genuine authentic relationships and how to navigate them when they are difficult and what that looks like because you know, all of the stories in our culture about the excitement ramping up into, and then they stay together forever. It's the happily ever after thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that is not, it just doesn't give you a narrative for what, I mean, what does it look like to be with someone and be struggling, but still know that you're with the right person? And, uh, and what you said, you know, uh, how do I, how do I let people in and how do I see and witness other people's experience, but also honor the privacy and sovereignty of my partner is huge. I was thinking about that leading up to this conversation too. And I, and I thought, you know, I can only, I can only speak for myself, uh, even though he is my partner, uh, and honor the fact that, sometimes even though we are a partnership his experience is completely different than mine and that I strive that I strive to protect that there are things that I don't share because I want because in some instances the safety and sovereignty of um, our relationship is more important and figuring out how to balance that as well is something I try to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: I guess that line between what you were talking about of like being vulnerable in the world and I really think it's a better way to be mm-hmm. but also
0: I think that's protecting why I like the each people other so you love. much
1: yes <laughs> yes I think so <laughs> from the moment I met you it was like yes here is someone that we can have real conversations you don't meet those people every day
0: All this around, you know, how to be a vulnerable person in the world while also respecting the privacy of the people with whom you're in relationship, I also think is so closely tied to the conversation about what it means to be an artist. You know, because, I mean, obviously you are an artist. And I am stepping more and more into owning that this podcast is my creative expression in the world
1: yes <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. and I also
0: want to write and I think one of the to be honest one of the biggest fears that has that I have been allowing to hold me back is about how do I walk that line you know how do we walk that line between being authentic and real and vulnerable and also respecting the people around us so i'm wondering if that comes up for you in your artistic endeavors in any way
1: all the time i i think particularly in the world of writing which i was waiting for you to say that um (laughs) you're writing <laughs> <But> yes tyla <laughs> like slowly also but surely. the writing
0: <laughs> i'll write something and then i'll be like oh i could never share this
1: <laughs> right uh that's how i feel all the time with my writing because i feel writing is one of the easiest ways for me to express myself uh, speaking like this is more challenging for me it would be much easier for me to type my responses to questions mm-hmm. um because I love to let thoughts percolate and then go back and go did I really mean that? No, I meant something more like this. That being said, I I love writing about the people I meet in my life, acquaintances and also friends and family members. I love exploring the stories that people stir up or the stories that I witness. And all the time, this even came up recently, I've been working on a series of essays around uh, people that I've met and I wrote one from about a friend from years and years ago that I haven't spoken to in years and I had a mutual friend of ours read it I said you know just let me know how this resonates if anything strikes you as odd or if you like it if you think it's worth pursuing and she wrote back to me and she said never published this
0: <gasps>
1: wow yeah. that's a really strong
0: response
1: it's a very strong response and her reason in that moment was that the work um, this sort of affectionate exploration of my relationship with this person would hurt other men that I was friends with if oh. they ever read it and I thought that was so fascinating and also hit squarely on something that I feel very aware of and self-conscious about, which is, you know, where, like, where do you hold the line? Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you, where do you have to abandon your honesty or try to at least slightly disguise it to protect someone else? What does that look like? And where does that line, like, what... (sighs) What is the morality around that, I guess?
0: Yeah, it's like, where where is the responsibility or, like, how far out does that responsibility go? Because I also really believe that, like, we're not at all responsible for how other people choose to receive our expression. So if our expression is in integrity... Oof. Yes, it's like, I can't even finish the sentence. It's like, if our expression mm-hmm. is in integrity dot, 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 <laughs> you know, then it's, it's, well, and that's why I'm not writing more.
1: <laughs> it's difficult. I think it's really difficult to, because I agree with you. I really agree with you that if the expression is in integrity, then the responsibility of receiving it, but the, the, the choice of response rather mm-hmm. falls on uh, the person who is witnessing, reading, you know, watching that expression. Uh, especially if we have sorted through our own feelings and responses to it. Because I studied I studied with a, an acting teacher a, a while ago who his rule was that you could not emotionally explore anything in your life, um, that had occurred within the last seven years, which now I feel like is a little extreme in certain circumstances, very useful in some, but a little much in others.
0: So but that coach wanted you to go farther back than that?
1: Yes. Uh Yes. And at the time, you know, I was like in my early twenties. So (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh, okay. Um, I'll I'll think about when I was in the fourth grade and, um, fell on the playground or something but
0: yeah like I'm not sure I have a ton of really rich material to mine
1: right (laughs) right I'm sure that we all Um, do but yes absolutely a matter of tapping into it and giving voice Mm -hmm. to it but uh, I remember feeling limited by that but also as I get older really honoring that and not really like the seven year thing I think that's a technicality but this idea of it's important to have resolved your own feelings in response to something like to Mm -hmm. have clarity around how you feel about it. And then if you're expressing it from that place of resolution, then especially when it involves another person, it is much more about, I'm not saying, you know, shame someone, but it's, it's much more about them choosing to acknowledge it how they, how they will. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Have you found any other ways to think about that that have made you look at it differently or pursue it in a different direction? Or is it just something that you're you're kind of keeping at arm's length?
0: You know, I feel increasingly confident in speaking about who I am now and what I understand to be true in this moment, if I can, I mean, I kind of guess I already said it, if I can do it without throwing somebody else under the bus. You know, I'm very conscious of the way in which I choose to tell my story. And I feel really in integrity in that regard. I think that the thing that scares me is that you can't ever control the, you can't ever control the magnitude of someone else's reactions. So regardless of like how much I'm in integrity with what I choose to express or how much I think I've done a really good job of being very fair and speaking to my experience without vilifying anyone else. I'm just, I'm working up to getting over the fear of pissing people off who don't want their dirty laundry aired, you know, because that may be the way they choose to hold what I'm doing. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh, that's not how I feel about what I'm doing at all. Right. It's like, I'm truth telling for myself.
1: Hmm.
0: And because when you speak from that place, and people resonate you know it facilitates it facilitates healing i recently had an astrologer to tell me that um part of my mission here on earth is to activate stuck energy
1: <laughs> ooh yeah. i like that
0: i love that uh, <laughs> in theory
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> it's know, always in theory
0: <laughs> sometimes it doesn't feel so great when it's um when it's playing out So to really answer your question is the way I am flirting with truth-telling in my life is really through this podcast right now and allowing myself to kind of get more and more comfortable with these in-the-moment expressions, because then I feel like almost the writing part, going back and writing about some of the things that have happened in my past that I'm eager to, to explore and to share will somehow be easier. <laughs> I don't know
1: if that's true. That makes a lot of sense to me.
0: It's almost like I've, I'm learning how to handle triggering the shit out of other people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And this podcast can be part of that. And it's so much it's so much more vulnerable. I think you said this, not in quite these words, but it's so much more vulnerable to just have an open, honest, real-time dialogue with somebody than it is to have the ability to edit your words and think really carefully and so I'm coming at it from a place of really learning to trust myself and trust my in the moment expression (sighs) and it's so funny (laughs) because as we record this none of these new season 2 episodes have aired yet they're going to start coming out in late March so I mean thank you for being here
1: (laughs) yes (laughs) that is that is beautiful and that's very inspiring to me and something that I hope that I can work on too is it is very different it is very different to tap into your place of resonance and intuition and speak from a place of integrity in the moment and that does feel like a practice that being able to say what is true for you in the moment is something that has to be crafted and developed and accessed Uh, probably probably not for some people I think there are some you know I've certainly met them I feel like (laughs) there are people who that is very very accessible to them very it's just right there sort of like how some people instinctively know exactly how to manipulate their voices to sing Mm -hmm. um but for me that has never been the case but I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense because it's almost like if you feel like you have that ability to do that in the moment and be comfortable and own it, then whatever you write, there's, there's no fear. There's just, it allows it to flow. And uh, it just made me want to work on that. That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. Well,
0: good. It's interesting because as we're talking, the other thing I'm, I'm present to is like, oh, and you know what's really part of the thing that supported me in being ready to step back into this um, podcasting platform is taking improv classes.
1: Improv? hmm Where are you taking improv class?
0: At the Magnet love it yeah i've taken level one and two and i'm going to improv summer camp at the end of may for four days good for you (laughs) but you know it's that same thing of like trusting yourself to step forward and open your mouth before you know what's gonna come out of it
1: yes because it's so revealing Mm -hmm. well and you know what yeah go ahead no please
0: I was going to say, I, I'm like, want to bring this kind of back around to the topic of relationships too, because it's like this, that's really where, where this practice becomes so important, like a podcast, you know, it's, it's a podcast, whatever. However, it's like having this practice of being able to speak your truth from a place of integrity in the moment inside your relationships is something that's really important to me to model and to teach. Because it's like, that's the thing that I've been working on privately and investing in privately and investing in with Matt for the last five years.
1: Right. Yeah. I wonder if that resonates for you. It absolutely does. Because I feel like I have been learning over and over again over the past three years um, how to how to access my my feelings in the moment how to speak them and give voice to them because that is not something that I do naturally with someone I'm much more likely to swallow those feelings uh, harbor them uh, or completely disconnect from them and not know until next week or next month or maybe even next year (laughs) what (laughs) you know what exactly I was feeling and I think that's something that I those were tools I relied on as a as a child that I am learning now how to do the opposite of that and learning that it's safe and okay and what the boundaries are because uh-huh. there is related to what you were saying with within the realm of artistic expression it's like as long as your rule of like as long as I'm not throwing someone under the bus I feel that that applies to me being able to speak uh, with honesty in my conversations with Karsten mm-hmm. I am learning I am learning the realm of being honest about how I'm feeling, and also being able to recognize when I'm not playing fair,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and how to navigate that.
0: Mm, I love that. That comes right back to that reparenting idea.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Matt and I had a, <laughs> our our growth spurt the other night that I referred to. It's like uh-huh. I I spoke the way I was feeling in the moment with a lot of integrity, and then later I was like, you know what? Had I been a little bit less self centered, I would have saved that for a few hours and not said it when I said it. And it's like that wasn't that wasn't quite playing fair the way I chose to communicate, you know. Mm. So there's always more to learn around this. I mean, this idea of authentic expression, I feel like, is really what we're talking about.
1: It's interesting how it came around to that. But really? yeah, that is absolutely what it is. And yeah. until we had this conversation, I would not have connected those ideas. But it really is. It really is.
0: Because yeah. I think that's what all good relationships do for us, is they empower our authentic expression. You, know, you think about all of my very best friends and they're people with whom when it comes down to it I feel safe first and foremost and I know that if I make a misstep or a perceived misstep in the way that I communicate that as long as I'm willing to own that <laughs> it's yeah. not ever going to be the end of the world you know
1: Ugh. that hits squarely in my chest Mm. because that is something that I've also been working on and thinking a lot about is how you know how do you how do you remain in relationship with somebody authentically without going to the place of the whole world is falling apart Mm. every time it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh being yeah just being able to say like ooh this is not great but it doesn't mean that the relationship is over it doesn't mean that the world is falling apart Mm -hmm. it just means that we are having a growth spurt which is my new favorite (laughs) phrase
0: yay i hope that it really catches
1: on yeah really well you know have new new language around it it'll be easier to talk about nobody likes saying you know oh i had a fight with my partner just yeah or
0: even like an mm-hmm. argument or like yeah. even the word tiff
1: like that doesn't yes
0: <laughs> yeah it's interesting the what's i'm like like we've been on for an hour i should probably wrap it up but i also want to say <laughs> this thing that, that just came forward for me which is you know, we're talking about how to not feel like the world is ending. And then I think about really, I think years one to three of mine and Matt's relationship were about learning how to engage in conflict together.
1: Mm.
0: And then like three and five have been this thing as like we come to these almost like flashpoints in the relationship where. Sometimes it feels like the world might be ending. However, we've been in that place often enough too now that I have come to a place where I've learned how to <laughs> how to let go of my attachment to the relationship and grieve the loss of Matt and of everything he brings to my life without us actually having to break up. If that makes hmm. sense. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like releasing my attachment to him every time we get to this point where it's like, are we going to continue forward together or are we not? I almost always come to this place where I'm like, well, you know what? If it turns out in 10 minutes the answer is not, we will both be okay.
1: Yes. Yes. And that also feels so important to the health of a relationship is that sense of not only do I feel safe with this person, but I feel safe as an individual that if this wasn't there tomorrow, my world is not ending and theirs isn't either. That is not how we've, that is not how we've built this.
0: Mm-hmm
1: you know we are we are individuals who are choosing to be in growth and conflict and love with each other but we are not we are not a codependent unit unit we are individual beings and we are both strong enough to live our lives apart and thrive but we are choosing to thrive together
0: mm-hmm. And that that.
1: is what I hope that we can continue to learn how to do.
0: And then it just feels celebratory. You know, it's like we're choosing this.
1: Right. You're making a choice. Mm -hmm. Making a choice.
0: So how are you guys celebrating your three-year anniversary?
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, We had a growth spurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh, last night we had, uh, what ended up being a very rich and helpful conversation mm. started as a growth spurt. He's mm. very tired. He's had a huge week. So have I, uh, but today he is flying to, um, go do a job on the other coast. Mm. Very happy for him. It's very exciting. Um, so, I will be in contact with him today and our growth spurt last night ended with, uh, he took my phone and he said, what are you doing on this date? He pulled up like a random date on the calendar and he typed in makeup anniversary, oh. <laughs> which feels like a big part of our growth process too, is going, this is, you know, this is us in the imperfection. And I have to tell
0: you. Did I tell yeah. you already what happened on our anniversary? I think I did.
1: No. What? No. Did you? What happened? On our,
0: on our five-year anniversary, we had plans to go to dinner at Prune, which is where I used to work. Yes. And I ended up having this terrible migraine, and I spent the night. You spent the night at home, and I laid on the couch with a blanket over my head all night. And Matt cooked and ate a beautiful dinner by himself while watching like hockey on the TV. <laughs> Uh-huh. So we did the same thing. We had a makeup anniversary. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we did.
1: How was the makeup anniversary?
0: Oh, it was so fabulous. It was so fabulous. And I had gone, I went home to New Mexico for three weeks and came back and we did it the night I got back. So it was also like, mm. you know, sometimes a little time apart is really, really great because then you have so much more
1: to talk about when you get back together. You go have your adventures and you come back and you compare notes. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, we've got plans.
0: (laughs) happy anniversary. I hope that when you you have your makeup anniversary, it'll be fabulous.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: Before we get off the line, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes one more time, put your hands on your heart, and take a couple more deep breaths. And really... Feel into all of the growth—the growth that has felt pleasurable, and the growth that has felt challenging—and also all of the play and all of the laughter and all of the joy that I know you guys have had over the last three years.
1: There's been a lot of that.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> much. I well, with the two of you both being so who you are, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> It's just. Anyway, whenever you've really landed in presence, I'd love to hear in one word how you're feeling today.
1: Grateful. Mm-hmm. Really grateful.
0: And if you could go back to three years ago. And speak directly to yourself. (laughs) Probably standing in that hallway. What would you say to yourself?
1: It's so worth it. Stay in it. Mm.
0: Stay in it. That's like a mantra for life. It's so worth it. Stay in it.
1: <laughs> yes, it is in a lot of areas.
0: Well, Marlo, thank you so much for coming to talk with me today.
1: Thank you for sharing your experiences and your excellent questions and insights. It's a gift. Thank you. Ah,
0: likewise. You're welcome. Oh, I just knocked something over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm like, how do we end this? I'm still learning. I think, I think we just say goodbye. And is there anything you want to tell people about that you're up to that you would like them to be keeping an eye out for? Or do you just want to put all that in show notes and people can go find you if they're interested?
1: I will put it in show notes. I am working on things. Um, mm-hmm.
0: You're very active.
1: I feel like this conversation should stand on its own, and we should say bye for now because it's continuing.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on the calendar for next year for your four year anniversary to have you back. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. I'll talk to you okay. soon, love. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.